Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Today we have a special guest, Jessica Xavier. She's a holistic coach and um, she's joining us today for the first time. Welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, So today we're going to talk about relationships. I thought that this was a good opportunity because we've got the the male-female back and forth going. So, um, And, and, And me. And oh, and and Ben. <laughs> I don't know what that means, what that leaves for me. But Another male perspective. I'll That's be androgynous right. for the for the sake of for the sake of yeah. the neutral party today. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for representing that genre. You're welcome. Someone needed to. <laughs> so so there we go. We've got all three sides represented, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so we're going to talk about relationships. So uh, I guess I'll throw it right at you. What, what do you think? What do you think a healthy relationship looks like? Hmm. Or or an unhealthy one, for that matter. Like for the contrast sake. Uh, I feel it's two people that have owned who they are and are able to build together. And, I mean, because relationships, we can go from intimate to, you know, family relationships. Right. So um, in a romantic aspect, a healthy relationship requires trust, respect, open communication, and i got to say, like, self-love, that has to be there first, so... Yes. Learn that. <laughs> I would, from a male perspective, I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're on we, to something here. <laughs> yeah. Which, and I think we are on to something because this is kind of one of my general philosophies is that we're, we're more alike than we are different. You know, when you get underneath everything mm-hmm. that we start at the same place, we all want to be respected. We all want to be loved. Uh, we all need and want the same things, and sometimes in the in the gender roles we have, we might have some natural inclinations, and we may have learned. Right, <laughs> so yeah. We may have been conditioned for for some things also, so they might look a little bit different sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the at the core, it's still about the same things. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And. and- I think at some point too, like it requires one to, like, go through those belief systems and and realize, okay, what is it that I really need and want from a relationship with someone else, mm-hmm. and how do I provide that for myself? So because we we attract who we are, right? Right. And so I feel like that, you know, in my experience, it's been a while since I've been in a romantic relationship, so. I've had a lot of time to to go in and be like, okay, I wouldn't want this. I wouldn't want this. So, And it's taken me that time to go within also and, and go through my ego and go through my weaknesses and look at my flaws and really like stand my ground in the sense of who I want to be in my life right. and who I want to spend my time with because my time and energy is it's like precious currency. Right? Yes. And whatever and whoever I'm investing it in, that's, that's where it's going. That's... So I want to make sure that it goes into something that 
also it values my time and energy. Right. Mm-hmm. And and in turn it values yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and it is it's an expression of self-love if you're spending your time and your energy in in a way that values you. Mm-hmm. That you believe in. Yeah. So, yeah, and I've I've spent substantial gaps of time out of relationships and one is is now i haven't been in one in a while either so it's and every time i am in one of those gaps that that's when i learn the most Mm -hmm. you know because it's when that everything's a learning opportunity so when you're in a relationship it's a wonderful place to learn and grow and expand in that situation Mm -hmm. but when you're not in one you really can learn a lot about yourself and what your needs are. Yeah. Because I think a lot of it is on autopilot and we get into a relationship and it's, well, I, I want this, I, would, I need this, I need it, And we don't even slow down enough to see if that's real. Yeah. All we know is they're not giving it to us. Right. So yeah. screw that. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. You it's know? so true. It's so true. And, th- and I think that that goes back to beliefs and values. So... You know, in my previous relationships, the conversation was never, you know, what do you value and, you know, what what can I offer you and, you know, what this is what I'm looking for. It was just in it and, you know, it's great, it's great, and then it's not. Right. <laughs> Without realizing that the values weren't the same and the belief systems in terms of the roles of who plays what and who identifies as what um, just weren't aligned. And so now I'm like, okay, this is what I value. And I'm flexible in my beliefs because I know that I can learn something new and completely transform my beliefs. Right. So I feel like now um, I'm more aware and more conscious of these are my values and this is what I'm looking for in, in someone. I'd like to go back to um, the – I think it was the first thing that you said about relationships. And you've both mentioned self-love several times in your descriptions in the conversation so far. Um, I can't remember specifically what you said. The first, uh, definition that you had of a healthy relationship was two whole people, basically, Mm -hmm. right? Do you think that it is essential and that a relationship cannot be a healthy relationship unless each member of the relationship has, um, that self-identity and the, they know who they are, they're confident in who they are, they're more of a whole person as as much as one can be. Mm. Um, do you think that that's essential to having a healthy relationship that, you know, you have to be confident in yourself and, and uh, not so dependent? That's an excellent question. Well, <laughs> I mean, I think that, like I just, it was a good time for that question because as I mentioned, like there's different times for us to grow in different ways. Mm-hmm. So I think that if, you know, if our goal is to have a healthy relationship that, yes, we can do a lot of work, especially inside work um, while we're in our alone time, while we're not in one. And I think that's very valuable and I think most people should probably experience some of that but i don't think that that's the only way to grow mm-hmm. i don't think we have to wait until we're we've we've worked through every relationship issue or personal issue and then go get into a relationship i think um you know if if you use the foundational 
pieces that you had mentioned earlier, like respect and trust, a relationship is ultimately the best place to grow Mm -hmm. because you can use, if you have respect and trust for that person, you can use them as your mirror and you can see, and, and through honesty, you can help each other and point out, be like, hey, you know, uh, you're, you're acting like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to hold them accountable. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that, you know, I don't think we have to wait until we're perfect. You know, we, we, we figured out everything about ourselves before we go get into a relationship and therefore have it be a healthy one. Mm-hmm. I think we can grow as we're in a relationship. But a lot of it, I think it's all personal growth. But do you think that, I, I agree with you, do you think that you have to be uh, at least to a certain degree self-reliant to be able to be in a in a healthy relationship? You can't, like, you have to be um, comfortable and confident enough in yourself to not be looking for that person to fix you right <laughs> yeah yeah i the I, relationship can't be the the glue the fix to your life if it's to be a healthy relationship is that yeah i so would i you agree think, with that yeah i think that a lot of times relationships could be those pieces to create the wholeness because like one says like every aspect of it is a learning experience it we're really reflections of each other whether it's a positive or negative trait that we have it still a reflection Hmm. and um in order to have a healthy relationship and and to have a relationship where it's harmonious you know like it's balanced it's harmonious there's respect and there's trust there has to be that that sense of self-identity there has to be that sense that self-confidence to say with or without this person i am me you know i am whole right and yes, you know, sometimes I, you know, I have a weakness here and they help me with that. Yet, if they're not there, I could, I could figure that out or I know how to, how to be who I am with that piece. Right. I'm, I fully yeah. accept that piece. So, so if we're mirrors to each other, right, and you're, you're not a positive reflection, then uh, would it be that both people need that like is there can one person person cause the issue in the relationship if it's a give and take and you know what i mean like if it's self-work for both people right and there's an issue in the relationship with trust and respect and all of that stuff and they're reflections of each other um is it you know it well it's both both people it's both people if it's not getting solved Right. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like you can't argue with somebody that's conscious. So, so like if if you have one person that's dysfunctional in a relationship and one person that's completely conscious, um, I mean, ultimately the relationship won't last that way. But for you know, for the what you were just saying as far as the mirror aspect, well, the the conscious person could see somebody being dysfunctional. And it wouldn't bother them <laughs> because they'd just be like, well, that's their stuff mm-hmm. and they're acting out. And that's what they know I, to do. That's what they know to do. Mm-hmm. And they wouldn't be taking it personally. It wouldn't be a big issue in a relationship. The conscious person might decide that they no longer want to be with that person, but it wouldn't be a conflict. There wouldn't be any conflict. It'd just be like, oh, well, we're not really, 
vibrating at the same rate. We don't really connect. I just don't, you know. <laughs> and and then the, the the unconscious person with you know would would probably be looking at that same situation completely differently because of what's going on inside of them Mm -hmm. because they've got the anger they've got the irritation inside of them so they'd be like oh i can't believe this conscious person left me and screw them and you know that would be their perception of what was going on because it's actually what's going on inside of them Hmm. so there (laughs) yeah i mean and I guess a follow-up question to that too is like, how does one know when they're whole? Like to say, okay, I'm ready to be with someone, and I'm ready to. And again, that I feel like that goes back to having that conversation of values and beliefs, and where are you? And here's where I am, and where are you looking to go? And this is where I'm looking to go. Let's go together. Let's do it. It's work. No one's saying it's you know you're and that's it. It's easy. Yet, yeah, if you have two conscious people that are willing to put in the the soul work. Mm-hmm. and and be vulnerable and open up and hold each other accountable um then you can grow like, together yeah you can grow together and really have a whole relationship <laughs> and I, right and it's i think grow together is grow together is a statement that i get scared like i like i just used it but i used it in the way that i think is okay (laughs) in my own little head and which way is that (laughs) so but i hear other people say and i go oh my god no you know because it's it, it can it can have a meaning sometimes people think growing together is growing in the same direction right and it's not always growing in the same direction Mm -hmm. it's you know i believe that if for me like one of the best things I heard, it was this book. I think it might be called Conscious Loving. I'm not sure, but um, it had this this basis for a relationship, and it said that for a successful relationship, you need four things. You need one person, uh, one person to commit 100 percent to their personal and spiritual growth, mm-hmm. and then you need that person to commit to supporting their partner's personal and spiritual growth 100 percent, and then the partner has to do the same you know commit to their personal growth and commit to supporting the other person's spiritual growth those need to be the four things building blocks of a healthy relationship and if you have that Wow. You have a healthy relationship. Really cool. Yeah, because it simplifies everything. Mm-hmm. It's it's just like is this it, it gives me the space to be the best version of me. Mm-hmm. And and it takes all the the worldly or the like expectations and maybe it, some limitations I I would say. Yeah, expectations, limitations. limitations and it, it it takes out all the the rationalizations of no, I don't like, you know, I'll speak from the male's perspective. No, I don't want her to do that. Or or if she goes on the other side of the country for two weeks, mm-hmm. I'm going to miss her. Or what's going to happen? That's selfish thinking. Right. You know, so if you're locked into those four agreements, you can be like, okay, well, you know, is this going to support her and her personal and spiritual growth? Yes, it is. Then I need to shut up and deal with and do it. it. Yeah, I need to make peace with this because mm-hmm. that is my commitment to this relationship mm-hmm. to support her one hundred percent. And that, Excellent. you know, and that book was conscious loving. I think so. Is by, uh, by Gay, Gay Hendrickson. Yeah. Yeah. Write that one down. It's <laughs> actually loving the journey to co-commitment by Gay Hendricks. Hendrickson is it? Oh, Hen- it's it's Hendricks. Okay, and it's also his wife that that 
co-wrote that book, I believe, too. Well, that um, is a testament to the book itself, I, I suppose. Yeah, and actually, they <laughs> and I've seen some of their other stuff. I I, I haven't um, I haven't immersed myself in in all their stuff like I have with some other teachers, but I've seen some of their other stuff too, and it's really really good. So, um, yeah, that, that's some good info. Oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> but and uh, to me, really goes to the basis of of what we're talking about and being whole. Like as soon as you put your happiness in somebody else's hands, mm-hmm. they will shatter it. Yeah. It's going to happen because they can't climb inside of you and know what you what, need and right. want all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, heck, half the time we don't even know what we need and want. <laughs> you know? So, it's like, how am I feeling today? It, Wait, hold on. Yeah. Like we got, you know, that's, that's half the battle is connecting to yourself yes. and figuring out what the hell you want. You know? <laughs> so, but yeah, we're going to take that and put it into some other person's hands, you know, no matter how good of a mirror they are for you yeah it doesn't mean that they're going to be able to climb inside of you you mm-hmm. know and it's they i, I had to teach my son that you know mm-hmm. the, years ago he was going through a little period where i was kind of like his safe haven and if he got upset or if i got upset about something it really freaked him out because he didn't have that safe haven and he told me, he's like, you know, if you get upset with me, you don't usually get upset with me. So if you do, then I I have nothing. Um, I have no safe haven. I don't, you know. And I was, I had to teach him, like, you, you, I can't be held to that standard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if that's, if you feel safe when I'm behaving in a certain way, like, I'm going to let you down. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. going to happen. You can't derive your safety from that. Mm-hmm. You have to derive your safety in knowing that I love you, even if I get upset. Yeah. And if you can have confidence and faith in that, then you then it gives me the little leeway that I need to be able to act out my humanness at times mm-hmm. when I'm not, you know, when I'm not on. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, which was helpful because you know he he knew that I loved him, so he was able to connect to that and derive his safety from that instead of my behaviors mm-hmm. you know he knew that there was love underneath no matter what it looked like on the surface yeah. and and that, that gave him the foundation That's so a great <laughs> lesson. <laughs> yeah which was nice because it, it was exactly what you said in the beginning it's you know the there's lots of different relationships mm-hmm. you know and we've been talking primarily romantic which I like doing that when I talk about <laughs> because it's those that's like the final frontier, yeah. you know. Like if you can handle a romantic relationship, You're you have good. arrived. <laughs> yeah. And but the but other relationships um, all have a lot of similarities yeah. to romantic ones. Absolutely. You know, they're based on the same things. Mm-hmm. It's just they look different, right? And it, and it's so it's. It, for me, it's always going into our energy, right? I always go, go to the energy. <laughs> and well, we are energy. Yeah, right, so. yeah. Um, and how we develop that and w- what that's connected to and how our intimate relationships really come into, like, connected to our emotions and even our creativity. So sometimes having an unhealthy relationship could drain that energy and take away from that creativity and take away from the ebb and flow of emotions, yes. right? So like our primary our primary energy is all family tribe, our root, you know, family tribe. This is how I'm connected to earth. This is how I'm connected to being here. And this is 
I'm here. And then when you go into more of your sacral water, ebb and flow, creativity and relationships and how we relate to others outside of our family, um, that's where that energy comes in. And of course, then it starts to affect how we do things in the world and how we love and how we ex- receive it and, and give it. Right. Um, so it's, it's fascinating how... Yes, the relationship, like here in like the 3D, what we see manifested, we see it as a reflection of one another, so on and so forth, yet there's so much behind how that connection happens all within ourselves and, you know, in dimensions that we can't really, we can't see it. We can't see the light that we, that right. we radiate. We can feel it though, right? When we're near someone, we're like, oh man, that feels good. Or, or when you go into a place and you're like, Ugh, I didn't yeah. get a good vibe <laughs> there. Or like, I want to leave or... So our energy always presents us before we even open our mouths, right? So somebody just posted something about that. How they're that uh, we speak body language. Actually, yeah. it might have been your friend um, Raquel might have, but uh, and somebody just posted. I think it was her, and they they said something about how body language speaks so much, and that which to to me it, you took it one step far, further it's the the energy of it mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. she said the the posted something like when you walk into a room and and there's a couple that's been arguing in there you can feel you can, it oh yeah oh, you yeah. know and Absolutely. it's true it's, it's like true. you know when mm-hmm. you in that the energy of two people arguing it's like you, you can feel that energy it doesn't feel good to be mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. you know right right exactly. so so it is all energy yeah and it's so subtle right and it, it's automatic and yeah. it's the most powerful yet, you know, because what we can see is just the body or hear the words yet. That are, again, it speaks for us. So. Yeah. yeah. And that what you were saying also reminded me of of the Tao Te Ching and, and that type of philosophy that they talk about. It's all based on the pendulum. Mm. So mm-hmm. when your pendulum is way over on the left in a dysfunctional relationship it yeah. takes a lot of energy to get it back for to yeah to sustain that and then mm-hmm. a lot of times once we get out of that relationship the pendulum will swing w- through momentum way to the other side and you know we we might uh, be force ourselves to be alone and bitter mm-hmm. because we didn't like what happened when we were holding the pendulum up on the other side. But where the peace is, is when that pendulum just hangs down into the center mm-hmm. where we're not too far in one direction. We're not too far in another direction. It would just, the pendulum is just hanging straight down, relaxed, and that frees up all the energy for our creative flow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and for us to live our lives the way we want to. Absolutely. And balance, that, that and, balance keeps coming up. So, <laughs> Um, because this is just reminding me, of, you know, connecting the creativity, and I mean, this is aside from intimate relationships, but even in that energy center, when we when we have um, the development of sexual energy, it can be transmuted into creativity. So that's mm-hmm. how powerful our energy is. Because a lot of times we'll connect romantic and intimate. You know, that's part of it. You know, right. that sexual piece. You know, can develop. Yet, um, that it's so that energy is so powerful that we can use it to create music, create art, you know, do do you know, write a book. So it's Napoleon Hill. uh, He writes about sexual transmutation, and he says, you know, it's that's how geniuses get there. They know how to manage their sexual energy because it's one of the most powerful emotions after love. And, and you know, in an emotional talk, yet, <laughs> um, 
So that's how, how much power we have within that energy. And so, again, that's connected to our relationships. So a lot of times, because the pendulum reminded me of it, people get so invested in pleasing other people or, you know, being in that relationship that they, they stop using that energy to mm. create what, what they want and what they're here for. Right. So it gets so invested, it goes into that unbalanced. And it's the law of rhythm. That's that's what it is. Everything flows back and forth. And if it's held in that up, up in that negativity for that long, it's going to come back. Right. <laughs> it's, it's the yeah, law, it's going to so. sw- swing. swing back. <laughs> yeah. Way too hard. Well, yeah. That was an awesome point. Yeah. Um, so, Jessica, we have about five minutes left in this oh, that was fast. podcast. Yeah, it goes by quick, <laughs> doesn't it? And um, so, I just we've covered a lot of stuff on relationships, um, but in the front end of the show, uh, we didn't get a lot of information about you. We just kind of dove right into the subject. So, I was just wondering, uh, you know, you're you're a holistic coach. That's mm-hmm. um, so. Can you just explain a little bit about what you do and where people can find you? Sure. How you got started. Sure. Um, so I help people heal and thrive. Uh, I'm partnered with For Life Research, which we're known as the immune system company. And what I like to do is I use a body-mind-soul modality. Um, so in the sense of the body, I like p- to help people heal their immune system because I feel like that's the most important system. And very often it's overlooked. <laughs> yeah. uh, in the sense of the mind, I help people uh, transcend those negative emotions, limiting beliefs, any limiting decisions. We do that through NLP um, and different modalities that I've lo- learned along the way. And on the soul aspect, I connect with the Reiki energy and also focus on Akashic records. So it's, you know, I, I like to give people options because some sometimes people, you know, they want to work on their energy and that's it. Or they, they want to have a conversation and, and go through some of the beliefs that, that are blocking them. So uh, the modalities that I use are a combination and I integrate. I practice in Providence on South Angel Street. And you can find me on Facebook, Vibes by Jess X. <laughs> and yeah, on YouTube, Vibes by Jess X also. So, that's... And um, two follow-up questions. One, what is, NLP, is that what you said? Yes. What is that? Uh, neuro-linguistic programming. So it's a communication model and it helps people change in essence, their model of their world so that they can create the reality that they want. And uh, that sounds fascinating. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's good for stuff. About three hours on that. Uh, and um, how do you help people heal their immune system? So that's done through 4Life Transfer Factor, which is really cool. 4Life um, was actually established in 98, and Transfer Factor is a discovery. And it's a molecule that educates the immune cells. So the founders of 4Life are able, we have a, our whole science team, they bought the patent for, for getting transfer factor. And now we have it in capsule form, liquid form. You can, we, our conditioner has a toothpaste with no fluoride. <laughs> um, so we have a whole line of, of products, yet we're known for transfer factor. And that's what actually educates the immune cells. Um, we can boost the natural killer cells up to 437%, which someone with a really low immune system, that's a big, big leap. Right. Um, and it also balances the immune system. So if someone has an autoimmune dis- disease, uh, it balances the immune cells and it calms them down so that the immune system isn't attacking itself. So, so, who, so who, like uh, people that have autoimmune disease, what, what would make someone have a, a low immune system? So low, oh, that's an excellent question. I call, we call it the terrible trio. So... Stress, 
poor nutrition and pollution are the three things that attack the immune system the most. So on a daily basis, our immune systems are compromised with what we eat, what we're breathing in, our, the water that we're drinking, and the stress levels. So those things are, are what lowers the immune system, which then can lead to different, like colds, flus, uh, cancer, I mean, HIV, any of those illnesses are with someone with a low immune system. So the transfer factor will boost it up to 437%. So there's over 3,000 studies on transfer factor. Russia uses them in their hospitals, patented. You can find it in the physician's desk reference. So your doctor can actually recommend it if they choose to. (laughs) Um, So it's it's really fascinating. Wow. What about like um, people that have autoimmune diseases it it, it helps them yes again yep because it so what's really cool the molecule what it does is it it teaches the immune cells to recognize um to uh i'm sorry to recognize remember and respond to invading germs so the key there is that it remembers so it's like literally giving your immune cells memory and information rather than nutrients because when you have vitamins minerals it gives your immune system and your body uh nutrients Yet the transfer factor gives it information and intelligence, basically. So the next time, it's like, because your immune system is like your army. How do you right. want your army functioning? You want it to have a strategy, <laughs> you want it to attack, and remember if, it's, if they're coming back. <laughs> is, it, um, is it something that's used for uh, transplant patients as well that would, that would that have would, immune uh, yeah. deficiencies? Yeah. So, yeah, and that's, you know, we're not doctors yet. That's something right. that we could sit down and, and talk about to make sure that, that yeah. That sounds really mm-hmm. fascinating. Absolutely. Yeah, it is, and there's, there's a lot. I mean, I I don't know that much about it, but just w- from what you've told me, there's such a um, wide variety of products. Mm-hmm. You know, like like uh, daily shakes. Yes, uh, would you know that can include this as well as give you nutrition and yeah. and you mentioned some of the other products. So it's there's so many. You know, they've they've come up with a whole line of products that's going to fit your life. To, to to get it in. That's exactly what we say. Oh, like, really? We say it, it's a lifestyle. It really Man, is. I should start working for this I know. company. <laughs> hey, come on over. <laughs> Let's build a team. <laughs> so, but yeah, everything I've excellent. heard of it is really good and they've they've got some really good products. Yeah, I gotta say, For Life has done an excellent job at creating a foundation, a company like based on values and principles. They're humanitarian, so I th- I feel like you know our, our motto is together building people, and I feel like that's really what we do. We we help build people, so it's it's beautiful. And you're you're a very sensitive person and connected person, so sensitive to energies. Like you can mm-hmm. you know you can sense it, you can read it, you can you choose carefully what you're going to be a part of. Yes. So, <laughs> so which gives me a lot of faith in a company like this mm-hmm. because if if there were red flags. Which right. a lot of these companies, yeah. quite frankly, yeah, have unfortunately, because I've seen them. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, some of them even have decent products, but there's just red flags in how they run a company and stuff like that. So I mean, so if there was red flags, you'd be seeing them, mm-hmm. and it's it's you know, I see your commitment to this, not only the product but but the company, and yeah. you know, it's it as a as a person knowing you it gives me great faith in the product and the company. Yeah, so. absolutely. I always tell people, like, take advantage of For Life, whether it's for your health or if you want, like, a, a different financial opportunity. Because some people want it just for some extra income. Other people are now millionaires. So it's really, you take it wherever you want to go. And in terms of health, it's like, really, I this is, like, my favorite question. How do you support your immune system? 
And the majority of answers we get, oh, vitamin C, we eat right, or exercise, or my mind, my thoughts, and that's great. Yet, stress, poor nutrition, and pollution, we're so connected to that all the time, every day, mm. that we really need something coming from, you know, to help us within, because those, what we're doing isn't enough. Right. And a lot of people, you know, it's, they want to look good and, and be fit, yet, so what's going on on the inside? How do you protect from the inside? Especially coming from a millennial, like I'm, I'm thinking like years ahead. I want to prolong my life, and I, I use this on a daily basis for four years. <laughs> on a daily basis, I use Transfer Factor every single day. Mm. So, and what it's done for me is more energy. I, I love it. I, I feel like I'm protecting myself from within, and I, I feel good. So, yes, it's, it's so important to prevent and to, and to take charge and be conscious of, of what we're consuming and, mm. and how we're taking care of ourselves. That's awesome. So this has been a great episode. I think we might have gone just a little bit long. No, not a problem. Uh, And uh, I think you're going to come back and join us for another episode. Yeah. So that's awesome. Um, Yes, in the near future, Ben. Yeah, two weeks. Uh, (laughs) Vibes by... By Jessex. Vibes by Jessex on Facebook and YouTube. Yes. Awesome. Glenn? Yes, you can. You, you guys can find <laughs> you, you can find me. You know where to find me. You guys have listened to this before. Hopefully, uh, it's life enhancement services dot com. You can find me there with any questions. So, thank you, Jess. Thank you. It's been awesome. Yes. Um, <laughs> looking forward to the next one in the near future. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Ben and Dave. Thank you. And we're gonna wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs>